It was freakout day for Packer fans. So what is everyone so worried about? You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can win the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! Locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Yeah, so it only took until May 31st for people to start freaking out about the Packers. And we addressed some of this stuff in previous episodes, but because it was something that was happening, certainly on Packers Twitter, I I just, I wanted to start the show today. We're going to talk about... um, OTAs in general in a little bit and something that I that I actually am going to get a little bit worked up about. That's coming up later. First, I'm going to tell everyone not to freak out and then I'm going to freak out a little bit about something else. <laughs> so there are two things. And it's just part of everything. So we're 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 back in practice play by play season, right? The beat writers tweets, the little videos, trying to get snippets. There's um, the the uh, pre-practice interviews that Matt LaFleur is giving. The players, the locker room is open and we're getting some fun stuff like, you know, Eric Stokes uh, asking questions to Russell Douglas in the media scrum. And, and there's going to be these fun moments. And thank God the locker rooms are back open, that we have this access, that we get to see this side of these players in a way that we hadn't over the last few years. I think fans um, players and maybe even some media members uh, underestimate just how important that kind of access is, that relationship building, and and that ability to really see these players open up, to see them as as people, not just players. But but David Bakhtiari is not out there working, and this was cause for concern, for pearl clutching, for moral panic, for for. Just, just, oh my God, oh my God. And I wrote about it at the leap. It's not a big deal for now. We got an answer on this from Matt LaFleur. I mean, the fact that that we're, we're parsing the words, the hopefully he's around for training camp. When Matt LaFleur said it was part of the plan for him to not do work, he said it is not useful to David Bakhtiari to put these miles on his body at this point. We, we did not plan on him working out. This is not, it was his way of saying this is not a setback. This is part of the plan. Now, if you want to say that the fact that this is still part of the plan 19 months post-surgery is concerning, yeah, it is a little bit concerning. But again, it is concerning, not worrying. There is a difference. Then there was the Christian Watson of it all. He has a drop. Again, this is against air. He's basically had one every time that the the media has been able to see the team. And this was part of the narrative coming out of 
college that yes, he's this big play threat. He's explosive. He's big. He's fast. He's got all the athletic traits you want, but he's a track star playing receiver. He's got the hands inconsistencies. He tracks the ball inconsistently at times and drops some that you would expect him to make plays. And you have some people already ready to call him a bust. And you have some people going, oh, but but Devontae Adams did that. Jordy Nelson did that. James Jones, did that. they had all had drop issues earlier in their career, com- comparing him to Jamar Chase and Devontae Adams and these guys. Like he, and, and I think it's safe to do that, by the way, without having to hold him to those standards. I think it's very fair to say Devontae Adams was being made fun of for his inability to catch the ball until about 2016. He was drafted in 2014. 2015 especially, he had real struggles making especially contested catches. 2016, it started to change. And by 2017, he was a full-on star. Jordy Nelson had his fair fair share of drops. He and Aaron Rodgers were not on the same page with any sort of consistency. It took until the second half of 2010 for him to really start to take off. James Jones, even when he was a good player in 2010, that Super Bowl run, you know, there were there were in the Super Bowl, he had two plays. They, they could have broken that game wide open if he makes a couple catches that he was not able to make. This is, this is a, a streaky thing for most players. Drop rates, there's not a lot of data that says, okay, you're going to come into the NFL and it's going to be a problem for you. Like Odo Beckham Jr. had a high drop rate. And he, sure, he had some drops in the league, but he did not become Ted Ginn Jr. or the kind of player that you're going, oh my God, this guy, he can't hold out of the ball. It's like he's playing with butter on his hands. No. It, it is fair to say these rookies, when they come in, there's a lot being thrown at them. They're trying to get the timing down, the route stuff down. They're trying to figure out what's going on. They're trying to just deal with life. We had Alan Lazard on the show a couple of years ago talk about the hardest transition from going from college to the pros wasn't the speed of the game. It wasn't the plays. It wasn't the physicality. It wasn't the level of competition, which is a little bit of a flex by him. It was life. It was life. It was, I've got to, I've got to pay my bills. Not that I didn't have to do that before, but now I got to get my phone set up. And there are people listening to this show right now who are 30 years old who are still on their parents' iPhone plan. I've got to, I've got to make sure I've got insurance on my car. I was on my parents' health insurance before. I got to make sure I have health insurance. I got to make sure that my, my water bill is paid. My electricity bill is paid. I got to make sure that my parking is up to date. Like just life stuff. These guys are figuring out how to be humans in the workforce. When you're a division one athlete, everything, and I mean everything, even an FCS athlete, is taken care of for you. You don't have to, you don't have to think. You eat, you eat three meals a day in the facility a lot of times. And sometimes a snack, multiple snacks. You have clothes provided by you. I don't know about you, but in my school, the athletes lived in the swag. I mean, the, every time I saw an athlete in class, they were in Syracuse head to toe sweats, performance gear, whatever it was, stuff that they were getting from the school. And by the way, great, but you don't have to think about it then. It is it is just, you're on autopilot. All I have to think about is playing football. All I have to think about is playing football. All I have to think about is playing football. And as a pro, you'd think, oh, well, great. They don't have to think about classes. They don't have to worry about any of that. All they have to think about is playing football. Okay, 
But think about if your football is your job. Now I have to think about additional things like I got to make sure my nutrition is on point because I'm feeding myself now. I got to make sure I have food in my house. I got to make sure I have gas in my car. I was taking the bus before. I was being, I mean, literally shuttled around campus. It is a different experience. So yes, sometimes this is going to take some time. Sometimes these players early on in their career, when they're just trying to get their head around being in the NFL, it's gonna, there are going to be some concentration drops. This is going to happen. There's going to be some, some silly blown assignments. I mean, let's not forget, too, the first two plays of OTAs yesterday, two fumbled handoffs. Aaron Jones involved, just flat dropped one of them. Everyone is trying to get back in the groove here, too. So I don't want to take that stuff and blow it out of proportion. I, I, do not worry about it. Nothing on the field right now is concerning. All of that being said, I'm not concerned about this one thing, but I am I'm a little frustrated by it. And I'm going to explain it after this. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar has a new product that I'm really excited for you to try. Built Granola. Built Granola Bars in chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. If you have tried the Built Protein Bars, then the Built Granola Bars are right in your wheelhouse. If you haven't because you don't eat protein bars, the granola bars are right in your wheelhouse. 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, but just four grams of sugar. It is fuel for your body with the same great collagen protein that you're getting in their protein bars, but it's a granola bar. It's not a quote unquote protein bar. Go to built.com right now to try the built granola bars and get a discount of 15%. When you use the promo code LOCKED15, 15, 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about our listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. Live music is back, baby. Go get yourself a gift card. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Thank you for your help. I am, I, I hope you will forgive me and indulge me this because when I see, let me back up. Matt LaFleur said, he was asked, are you comfortable with some of these guys? He was asked specifically about a player missing OTAs. And it's interesting because Mike McCarthy's, his response to that was always, these are I'd love for everyone to be here, but these are optional and they're optional for a reason. And there are very delicate balances as a coach that you have to strike just for no other reason than the NFLPA wants you to do it. These cannot be seen as mandatory. They are not mandatory and they're not even optionally mandatory or mandatorily optional, whichever way you want to say it. 
They're not. These are grown men. We can, in the case of veterans, have the confidence that they are doing what they need to be do what they need to be doing away from the facility as this work is being done. That is what Aaron Rodgers has always said. Basically, I don't need the work. And it's more important to me to take the time off to relax. But Matt LaFleur said he's not comfortable with it, that he would like everyone to be there. And it wasn't a criticism. It didn't come off as one. But it was a moment of real and sincere honesty from Matt LaFleur. And, and I think generally speaking, he's pretty honest. He's He is uh, bad at, at keeping secrets, which is why he's just sort of like, I'm not going to tell you. Like he, 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 his poker face is not very good. So he's just like, I'm not going to tell you. Because if he tries to equi- equivocate or dissemble, he's going to, he's going to give away the go, right? So, but he wants those guys there. And here's, here's where it comes up as a problem for me. Aaron Rodgers is playing in a televised golf outing instead of being at minicamp. This is where this starts to be problematic for me. And then I start to think, okay, well, but he's Aaron Rodgers and he doesn't need this work. And you, you go down the list of some of the guys who aren't there, Adrian Amos, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, they don't really need the work. Jair Alexander, they don't really need the work. But this team has been so close. They've been so close the last three years. And I understand they, they didn't make it out of their first game last season, but they were a special team's all-time disaster away from probably going to the Super Bowl and probably winning, frankly, the Super Bowl. If you are these players who you don't need the work, quote-unquote, why would you not want it? I understand you don't want to be in Green Bay. You don't want to be in Green Bay for Memorial Day. You want to be in California. You want to be in Florida. You want to be maybe literally anywhere else. And yes, this is optional. But they wouldn't have the practices if teams didn't think, if coaches didn't think these were useful. It's like when people say the combine doesn't matter. If they didn't think it mattered, they wouldn't have it. So why why would the best players on a team that has been this close and come up short so consistently, so magnificently not want to take every opportunity to get better? Why does it not eat away at the very fiber of their being the way it does for fans? Because I know it does for fans. Fans want the players to care as much as they do. And unfortunately, in a lot of cases, they don't. And I'm not saying that these players don't care. I'm just saying some players don't. Not even including any of the players that I just named or the guys that are not at OTAs. I'm not saying they don't care, A. And I'm not saying they don't care as much as fans. But that is a thing that exists that happens. 
What I'm saying is, from the outside, I don't get why you wouldn't be there when you are so close. The difference of one practice, of one extra rep, of three extra practices, of three extra reps could be that little thing. How many times have we heard anecdotes from coaches and players and announcers where they tell the story of something that happened in practice, something, whether it was a fluke or a play or something happened and an idea was born out of that thing that ended up being used in a high leverage situation. How many times have we heard that? Well, if you're not there to practice, and I know we're talking about practice, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. But if you're not there for that, then those moments can't and don't happen. And so there is a a frustrating juxtaposition of someone like Aaron Rodgers who says, I want to win, I want to win, I want to win, is frustrated that the team doesn't seem to want to win as much as him, but rather than be at practice to build chemistry with his new receivers, is playing golf on TV for money. Just optically, how does that look? Even if his teammates are totally fine with it, and what are they going to say is Aaron Rodgers? Even if his coaches are totally fine with it. Just optically, a guy who cares so much about what fans think. It's a weird choice. It's a weird choice. And I look, there are going to be people who are going to say, well, you're just a Rodgers hater. This isn't even a, I don't, whatever. I don't, forget that. There are a lot of players who aren't at these workouts. And that's what they are. They're like half speed But if they're important for Jordan Love and his development and they're important for the rookies and their development, the rookies are going to have to play and play meaningful snaps with Aaron Rodgers and with Alan Lazard and with Jair Alexander and with Adrian Amos and with Preston Smith and with Rashawn Gary. They're going to have to play with those guys. Darnell Savage in an interview last week said one of the things that makes this secondary so special is they can read each other's minds. They know what they've been thinking. There's a continuity there. They're playing together. Well, this group of three corners has not played together yet. Not really. This group of five with the roles that they will be tasked with filling this season, they have not played together. Not a snap. Not not this way. Not with Jair potentially playing in the star. They haven't done it. They haven't done it. Shannon Sullivan was a, a player on the roster last year, even in the few snaps that they were all on the field together. The roles were a little bit different. The structure was a little bit different. Why, when you're so close, not take every opportunity to get better? I'm not asking for more than what is already on the schedule. I'm asking for the bare minimum of only the things that are currently on the schedule. Now, is it going to be, is it truly going to be 
the difference between winning a Super Bowl and not. We can't possibly know that. Probably not. Probably not. But in an an offseason with so much upheaval, with so much change, with a a all-time great franchise player leaving, with one of the leaders on the defense going to a division rival, with changes to the coaching staff. Wouldn't isn't this the offseason to, to show up? Isn't this the offseason where everyone coalesces and comes together and says, what, what has been going on here is not good enough. We need to do everything we can to fix it every single day. It's different for other teams. The standard is different. The expectations are different. This is Green Bay. This is the Packers. This is, this is a team, an organization, ostensibly, that fancies itself a Super Bowl contender every single year. It's not about what, what you need. It's about what everyone needs. And if you, it, this is why it's so great that Randall Cobb is there to help Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs. It's why it's great David Bakhtiari is there. Albeit not practicing, he's there. He gets to be a voice. He gets to be a presence. How useful is it to run that first defense when you don't have your starting outside linebackers and your superstar corner and you know your your other starting safety who's a who's a Pro Bowl caliber kind of player? How useful are those reps? When you don't have any of your guys. Now it's interesting that Sean Davis is getting that run on the first team. That's an interesting nugget to have. It's interesting that Romeo Dubs made a great play on a, on a shoulder catch that that looked like a different 87. It's interesting. Christian Watson had some drops. It's interesting that Jordan Love missed him when he was wide open. But impactful predictive on where this team is going to go useful information in terms of this is this is helping us get a better idea of what this team is going to be this year no not really not really so let me let me bring this all together i'm i'm not freaking out about this he says after going on a 10 minute rant it is it is optically the aesthetics of it. It's not great. It's not great. Now, do I think it it's going to materially impact the season? Probably not. Probably not. But what if it does? What if it does? And, and I guess it's more about something we've talked about with Aaron Rodgers. It's like, I, I want you to want to be there. That's what I want. I want you to want to be there. David Bakhtiari knew he wasn't even going to do anything, and he showed up. So, and I look, Rashawn Gary's training. I know he is. He's training. But he's not with his team. Isn't there value in being with your team, especially right now when the stakes are different, when, when, when the situation is different, you can actually hang out and, 
you know, COVID is not the, the specter over your shoulder, at least in terms of the protocols and everything that, that brought to bear the last few years. Isn't there value in building that chemistry and that camaraderie early? I guess I, I wanted them to care about it more. Does it matter? Probably not. Probably not. Is is this just something to get worked up about on, you know, June 1st? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We don't have anything else to talk about. But it is, it, it did strike me when I saw all the names and and the juxtaposition when when I when when Matt LaFleur gets asked about Aaron Rodgers not being at camp and guys not being at camp and then gets asked, are you going to watch Aaron Rodgers play golf on TV? I, it just struck me as like, what is happening? That this is, everyone is just like, yeah, this is fine. This is fine. And that's why, that's frankly why I think Matt gave such a, a incisive answer. Because he really does wish everyone was there. He wishes Aaron Rodgers was not playing golf. He wishes Aaron Rodgers was getting reps on the field tomorrow. And he's not. Now, is he really mad about it? No. But does he wish the circumstances were different? Yeah, he does. And he said so. So I am I am just taking that same framing. And adding some context of like, why not? Why aren't you there? Not just Aaron, everyone. Why aren't you there? Why aren't you there? Why don't you think it matters? If it matters for other people, why does it matter for you? And could you could you help make it better for them, the people that are there? Could it be better for everyone if everyone were there? Today's episode brought to you by our friends. At Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoff esports and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. Now go check on the Locked On NFL podcast after you check on Locked On Sports today. We had Robert Ori on the show today talking NBA Finals. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in on the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't mean a break in the action. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. All right, we are going to be back tomorrow. Our friend Kelly Price, uh, who used to cover the Packers and now covers the Atlanta Falcons, but covers Atlanta sports, Georgia sports. You may know some Packer players who have some connections to Georgia sports. We're going to talk to her about the Georgia boys, the first round Georgia boys and J.J. Anigbari because she happens to know that family and has some insight there as well. Brandon Thorne coming up later in the week. Uh, hopefully we're, we're trying to work and get that scheduled. So a lot of fun stuff to get to. One note, uh, in June, we are going to a three days a week cycle. We'll, we'll see about some bonus shows, but it will be very much like The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So that I think that's going to be the show structure. We're still going to have summer Fridays, so there's, those are still going to be bite-sized shows, and we'll mix in some other stuff 
during the week if we feel it's necessary we'll still have breaking news live shows all that good stuff so follow me on twitter peter underscore bukowski follow the podcast on twitter locked on packers like us on facebook subscribe to the podcast itunes spotify google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts you will find locked on packers and anytime you want to hit us up for the locked on packers fan hotline you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay locked on packers